a stranger with a gun came upon two teens taking pictures under a rising full moon. But violence is only the beginning of this story. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are. And this is a big one. I'm Amy Donaldson, and I've spent my career talking about how lives are undone by violence. The Letter is a podcast about how lives are remade. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Inside Sources. Welcome back, everyone, to Inside Sources here on KSL News Radio. I am Boyd Matheson, opinion editor at the Desert News. Great to be with you today. And uh, as we broke in the opening segment there, brand new polling out from the uh, Deseret News and Hinckley Institute of Politics. Had our good friend Jason Perry on with us as we release some polling uh, that will go throughout the week this week. Some really fascinating stuff coming. So you want to make sure you stay tuned here to KSL News Radio and uh, Deseret.com. Uh, for all the latest, uh, we'll get into the presidential races. We'll get into uh, coronavirus response. We'll talk about schools and mass and a, and a host of other things as we have taken to the citizens of the state of Utah to get their insight on what matters and what matters most as we get ready to launch into the fall campaign season. So stay with us throughout the week and uh, throughout the day today as well. All right. Uh, many of you know that uh, we we've had our uh, our good friend Greg McEwen on the program a, a number of times. Uh, Greg is the author of Essentialism: The Disciplined Pursuit of Less. Uh, also has a new podcast by the same name uh, up there. And uh, so I had the chance to uh, to catch up with Greg. And uh, many of you remember hearing he he gave me a little essentialism challenge uh to uh, to change some of the things that I was doing which was it's always nice to be the clinical material for other people's learning but always happy to do that and uh, so we had a little check in uh this past week to see how things were going and uh, I had to describe for Greg uh, something that I had learned while I was away when I was on vacation week before last and it was uh, a two-part thing. One, uh, just being with my grandchildren. So I have two six-year-old grandsons, two four-year-old grandsons, and then two really cute uh, younger granddaughters. And uh, they, they match up quite nicely. But the four grandsons and I, uh, we, we did a regular trek out into the forest every day. We did it every day of the trip. And it was just magical. One, I, I learned that kids just laugh a lot. And it made me think of, am I laughing enough during my day? So that was the first part of the test. Uh, the second part, though, and I, I shared this with Greg uh, and said, you know, we, we went out every day for this walk. And it wasn't a short walk. It was about an hour. And we went deep into the forest. And, of course, it very quickly became the magical forest. And uh, many of you may not know, I, uh, according to my grandsons, I, I have been dubbed the last magic bender. Uh, now, I'm not exactly sure what that means, but I think it's cool. I think it's a great title. So anyway, I shared this story with Greg, and it actually led to a really interesting conversation about how as we deal with pandemics, as we deal with stress and uncertainty, how important play is to our well-being. Oh, I love that story. Not just, hey, we remember our grandfather what you just had was experiences that they can always remember, that you can yeah. always remember. And and what I think you're telling me is that if you had been more tethered to your phone, if you had had more commitments scheduled, you just wouldn't have been released enough to be present enough to experience magic together. That's right. And I think that is such a precious place to get to in this experiment because essentialism isn't 
certainly let's talk about what it's not. It's not just about getting more stuff done. It's not about more, being more efficient in getting things done. It's about getting the right things done. And sometimes the right things will not make it onto our existing to-do list. There's something else. And even in to discover that something else, we have to clear away the clutter. You know, play with my grandkids until the, the magic envelops us all. No, that's not in your – no one's emailing that to you. <laughs> that's right. So those sources of direction, those sources of action can't come from there. So you must unplug from there and plug into something else. I mean, there's a whole chapter in the book, Essentialism, as you know, on play. Yes. And, and that's precisely what you were doing. And as you lost yourself in that, and as people listening to this can ask themselves, when was the last thing they lost themselves in play? with their children, with their grandchildren, with their spouse, with the important people in their life. I think that's one of the, the downsides to the, to the hyper-connectivity we've experienced over the last decade. Yes, we've gained things. We have. We've sure. gained access to information. That's the upside. The downsides include things like freedom, mm -hmm. <laughs> my life. <laughs> Quality relationships. Yeah. But seriously, let's just weigh this up for a moment. Uh, has what we've gained been worth what we've given? The answer is pretty clear. It hasn't given us all that it's taken. So we need to put it back in its place. Yeah. Uh, you know, and, and so that there is space for these other things that you have. So great uh, insight, as always, uh, from Greg McEwen on that. And, uh, uh, we continued our conversation, and uh, he's been going through with his podcast. Again, you can find his podcasts uh, wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, but he's been going through with some pretty high-profile people, uh, Ariana Huffington, Patrick McGinnis, who uh, came up with the term fear of missing out, FOMO. Uh, and I asked him about that in particular. What did he learn uh, by taking uh, Patrick McGinnis uh, through a little bit of essentialism? Patrick is the person who first coined the term FOMO. Right. Uh, or the fear of missing out. Uh, and so when he was at Harvard Business School, feeling stretched too thin, pulled in all sorts of directions, feeling like wherever he was, there was something else better or more interesting happening somewhere else. So you live eventually in a perpetual way where you're just always looking over someone's shoulder. You're never really paying attention to the conversation you're in. You're never really experiencing the person you're with, the activity that you've chosen, but of something that almost all of us experience re relatively frequently now. Uh, as people go on social media, particularly uh, where they see other people's lives represented in a way that is almost certainly the most positive possible framing of their lives, it produces a sense of heightened competition and comparison so that we start to feel that what they're doing is a better strategy now. You have to be so careful when you're comparing your life to others that you're not comparing one slice of someone else's life unaware or forgetting about the trade-offs they've made to achieve mm. or to do that thing. All right, and I love that. Be careful of comparing that little slice of someone else's life that you're seeing on Instagram or Facebook or social media or seeing in the office or in your community because you don't know what they have had to trade off 
in order to get that or achieve that. Great, great lesson. We'll continue our conversation with Greg McEwen as we go along uh, this week. So many uh, important things to to keep in mind as we go. Uh, as always, I want to know how uh, things are working in your world. Uh, you can do that on our Utah Community Credit Union KSL text line 57500. Uh, and also you want to make sure you download the KSL News Radio app powered by our friends at Any Hour Services. In particular, you want to make sure if you're in your car right now, you just want to sit still. Otherwise, make sure you've got the KSL News Radio app up and running because coming up next, we are going to be joined by Dr. Astrid Tuminez from Utah Valley University. Great piece by her over the weekend. Uh, you don't want to miss her learning from the coronavirus. We're going to go ahead and step aside. When we come back, President Tuminez will join us live here on KSL News Radio. Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do? in the face of an international disaster decades in the making. That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen.